0: The hell was that? How you used to start exhausted with the uh, boop, boop, Until
1: Anchor got rid of it. Oh, yeah. Anchor did get rid of it. I was just going to say we should have had a bland and activity-less intro to reflect the quality and content of this episode. Because, spoiler alert, I feel like this episode's not good. There's also, like, no music in it yeah we'll get to that so this is this is season one episode four entitled preggers we'll be talking about it today shall we get started um we shall but
0: before we get started i want to give a quick shout out i was looking at some analytics for our podcast the other day and you were only are there with me i was showing it to you oh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's right um although we're only three episodes in and this data is only from Spotify since we our podcast is hosted by anchor hashtag nonspam um we have some listeners overseas in Sweden Denmark, France and Canada so shout out to the non- Americans for giving this glee podcast uh, a listen
1: by too
0: but you know I love that we have international reach look at us
1: like, both parts of my lineage are up in there, Canada yeah. and France. I will say
0: I'll, I would like some more um, ethnic diversity within our listeners, but
1: I still appreciate y'all. You do listening. know that there's people of color in Canada and France and other places.
0: I went from more ethnic countries
1: like oh. where, where most people look like me, not you. Well, watch, of course, the irony would be that like the listeners we get from those countries would be white. <laughs>
0: how's that ironic oh from i see the more ethnic countries yeah well i guess we'll never know anyway shout out to our international listeners we love you and we appreciate you and our american ones as well
1: you're now shall we get started let's do it okay so we start off the episode with kurt hummel and Brittany and tina dancing to beyonce's single ladies and i actually think this is like one of the only instances in the show's history of course this is off the top of my head where they license the actual song and they're not doing a performance of the song so it's like the actual song with beyonce's vocals that they're using for this and kurt and Brittany and tina are doing choreo and it's black and white and i just feel like there's much to discuss here do we like it? I don't know. I did. Also, I f- if you remember to last week's episode,
0: I was teasing this intro and you told me not to spoil it for you. So were you
1: pleasantly surprised when you first started watching this episode? I mean, I just was like I had that oh moment like I remembered I don't know. Maybe I wasn't like in the best headspace when I was watching this. I just watched it like like an hour ago. Um but I just didn't think this episode was like Entertaining. And so I guess I was surprised because it was like a memory flashback moment. But I don't necessarily think it's like iconic. We do finally get to meet Bert, his father. I still think it's funny to this day that Bert named his son Kurt. Um, And I did write in my notes because I guess I forgot. I wrote, does he really like, is he that stupid that he buys that Kurt is on the football team and straight? Because Kurt's excuse uh, when Bert finds him is that this is for practice for football. It's a football yes. warm-up and that Brittany and Tina are his girlfriends. But of course, we learn later in the episode, spoiler, that Bert claims to have known Kurt was gay for Since years, he was three. So I guess he's not that stupid, but.
0: I thought still. the same thing. I was like Kurt's dad is a idiot, is an idiot.
1: That boy is gay. Um <laughs> Yeah, um, I wrote down why does everyone think Kurt is straight? LMAO. But I guess Mercedes is still the only one that thought he was actually straight, poor thing. That is true. That's <laughs> um but for her.
0: I don't know. I I liked it. I think spoiler alert like kind of by default that was my favorite music performance this episode just because Like we said earlier, there weren't many to pick from. Um, I don't know. It was, you know, Kurt was doing his thing with his his besties by his side. And at least the other two, their choreo was on point. I didn't really care for what what Kurt was doing, but I thought it was cool. You know, black and white. It was was an entertaining moment. Way to kick off the episode.
1: Yeah. And Brittany still doesn't have any speaking lines. I'm very curious to see what Brittany's first line of the whole show will be. Yeah. Because it was not in this episode. Anyway, moving on. So the next scene, Will and Terry are practicing the giving birth process with her sister, Kendra. Uh, and the only reason why I want to shout out this scene is because, of course, Terry is still trying to hide her fake pregnancy with her fake baby bump. And Kendra wants to wants Will to massage the quote unquote baby. And Terry freaks out and asks him to go make her a BLT so that she can reveal to Kendra that it's fake um but she she leads on by saying like she's like Kendra if I tell you a secret will you promise not to tell anyone and Kendra's like oh my god is the baby black <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> Kendra sounded like disgusted at the thought that Terry's up with a black man and might be pushing out a half-black baby she was like oh girl no
1: I'm taking the Disgusting, Planned Parenthood like sap slightly intrigued yeah, I, I don't suppose. know. This episode's kind of racist. There's another racist joke later there on is. that we will call out. Love yes. that you wrote it down too. Um, and also not Kendra encouraging Terry to lie. Kendra's like, we need to find a baby. She was like, I wrote down Kendra's kind of a bitch.
0: Like just convincing Terry to use Will. I mean, granted Will sucks, but also just like way past the point of um, taking advantage Wait. of this man. And what did you just gasp at? I'm you sorry. looked out
1: the window and saw something.
0: You know, I can see, like, whoever lives above me, below me, the reflection in the window of the building across the street. Yeah. I finally see that goddamn dog that barks nonstop. It looks oh, to be a, is it ugly? The, the, a husky breed. No, it looks cute. But oh. now it must be a baby husky. Because, y'all, this puppy, I hear it yapping through, like, the washer-dryer vent, yaps nonstop. And I can finally see that little son of a bitch in the reflection of the window.
1: Honestly, that scans because huskies have really loud and obnoxious bark slash screams. Yes. And I also that hear it
0: scurrying across the floor. So now I can, now I can see uh, the dog that I despise anyway. You can visualize. Um, yeah. I anyway. just did not appreciate how Kendra was encouraging this awful kind of behavior.
1: I agree. So Kurt tries to get Finn to let him onto the football team so that he can continue to quote pass for his dad who says he wants to see him on a game and during practice kurt puts on single ladies to like do the dance leading into a kick and it turns out kurt's like an amazing kicker and i kind of love the subversion of that like they could have done the whole oh kurt tries to, go to the football team and he fucking sucks ass but the fact that he's actually like an asset to the team and everyone mm-hmm. is like amazed and ken is like Please join our team. Cam kind of is desperate. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that subversion, though.
0: Yes. And I, I mean, there was a little bit of like the hesi- hesitancy, hesitation at the beginning. But yeah, they, they quickly accepted Kurt for his skills. So, you know, hesitancy is a word. I know, but I feel like hesitation fit better in this context. <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I liked that they, they ultimately accepted him because they also were down bad and needed
1: a kicker. So sh- shout out to Kurt. Yes. And of course... We have the introduction of Sue's Corner on the local news. I wrote,
0: like I forgot that this came on was introduced so early on to the show. I don't know if I thought it was like too. much later
1: on, but see, that was the surprise of the episode, not the intro. It was like four scenes in when we were when it was revealed that Sue's Corner's happening. I was like, wait, it's this yeah, early. I, I love that. Um, and she's talking about caning, which is <laughs> like this this process in Asia where like Um, children are beat on the back with bamboo sticks as a form of punishment. So she's talking about how like caning should be brought over to the U S and she says caning works. And then she says something to the effect of like to anyone who says that this is an abhorrent practice. I say, yes, we can. I loved that. I wrote that. I wrote, there are
0: actually quite a few like memorable quotes from this episode, but that was the first one that I wrote down. I
1: loved that. And she called Emma Alma in the teacher's lounge, which I thought was funny. (laughs) Um,
0: Um,
1: So moving to the Glee Club, Mr. Shu he decides he wants to shake things up to give other kids a chance because obviously Rachel is the most talented. There's actually a very interesting conversation they have later in the episode uh, where they're talking, her and Will are talking in the ballet studio. And she's basically saying like, like I am... I am the best, you know, like you, there's no denying that. And I do like how Rachel is like self-confident in her talent. And she's, she's talking about how like, okay, I know I can be bossy and have a tendency to like get upset a lot, but like I'm talented and we can't ignore that. I thought that was an interesting combo, but anyway. You seem to be that? more
0: uh, swayed by that conversation than I did.
1: Cause I was like, I was over it. I'm, i was tired of her. Oh? Oh, well, maybe it's because it, it skewed a little too close to what uh, Lee and Michelle probably is oh. in real life. I almost said Rachel Michelle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they are one of the same. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Will casts, or not casts, he gives Tina uh, the solo for Tonight from uh, West Side Story instead of Rachel. Dun, and dun, dun. Rachel is so slighted because she feels like she's born to play Maria. And... <laughs> Another funny line from this episode was when she's protesting and she says, Natalie Wood was a Jew, you know. (laughs) And that line is so funny to me because, of course, Natalie Wood played Maria in the West Side Story adaptation from the 60s. But Natalie Wood is a white woman who was browned for that role. Sure was. Uh, so I just think that line is extra funny. She's like, Natalie Wood was a Jew. <laughs> because of course <laughs> Rachel is a Jew. And then Mercedes in the background being so upset because she <laughs> she has to sing the role of a jet. And she's like, wait, I'm a jet. That was so
0: funny. That made me actually laugh out loud. I actually I rewind it because I was like, wait, because I wasn't looking at first, like, who
1: said that? I'm like, it had to be Mercedes. I went back and like, yep, that was Mercedes. It is funny. <laughs> Also, I'm realizing based on the order of my notes, I forgot to shout out a line from football practice. (laughs) Well, first of all, Kurt has the audacity to say, I'm not gay to Finn's face. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Bro. Uh, (laughs) And then when Finn is having an issue with Kurt using single ladies to warm up, Kurt says, quote, my body is like a rum chocolate souffle. Oh if I don't warm it up right, it doesn't rise. <laughs> <laughs> I did also I love,
0: love before Kurt denied the fact that he's gay to Finn um, when Kurt asked for a favor and Finn said, I know how important dances are to teen gays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Finn called him out. Funny. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. So. Um, should we get to Sue's racist joke?
0: Well, before, quickly, before that, I also, okay. I, again, I told you, there are a lot of funny one-liners, or not one-liners, like there's funny quotes from this episode. Um, when um, Mr. Shue insists that Tina will be getting the, the solo for the song, and Rachel storms out, and Artie says, the more time she storms out, the less impact it has, and I <laughs> laughed out loud at that.
1: That was intentional because I'm pretty really sure was. she stormed out at least once every single episode thus far. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Sue's, I didn't write down the scene in which this happened. It happened before she started conspiring with Sandy Ryerson, but she just has this random joke that like, I don't know if the writers thought it was funny or not, but she's talking about how like she's happy to pay taxes. uh, If it means that, the garbage men can afford tacos for their families <laughs> girl Not you oh, laughing sue. i I, mean, I heard that and i was like uh well yeah
0: you're laughing he's like did she really just say that i'm like of course yes it, it is problematic but I also just feel like that's just like sue does not care about these things which isn't great it's not a good thing but she just she's very bold in the things that she says and the convictions that she has
1: that's true that is true (laughs) so that that was not good just for the record, next we find out that quinn is pregnant um she tells finn in the hallway in tears and i can't believe that finn really is so stupid that he believes her when she says that even though they have not had sex she got pregnant in the hot tub when they were making out because apparently hot tubs are the perfect temperature for sperm to travel, and he actually buys I'd Ask like- Jeeves. Yeah, so you got to believe Ask Jeeves. <laughs> I mean, he is like King Himbo, so yes. I guess that makes sense. But I that's an iconic delusional moment, I think. And I just love of course. Oh, so what? Go ahead. What I what? was gonna say, okay, <laughs> I what? love
0: oh my god, <laughs> um, the flashback scene when they're in the hot tub and finn is about to complete and
1: quinn's like think of the mail the mail the mail oh my god not finn is about to complete just say come no (laughs) i'm not saying that these podcasts are marked as explicit for a reason okay that's great i'm not saying that what a prude. Anyway, um, <laughs> what's interesting is that we, of course, we, the collective we, we know that Puck is actually the father because Quinn and Puck had sex, but we do not learn that in this episode. So when Puck is acting like mean for no reason, if you didn't know that, you're kind of like, huh, what's going on there? Shady shit. Shady shit. So then we cut to Sue at Sandy Ryerson's home because she has a another plan to try and destroy the glee club and uh, just real quick a couple of things that sandy says that leave me scratching my head he's he's talking about his collection of really creepy dolls on the wall and he says that he's been collecting them since 1961 this episode aired in 2009 so that is like a 48 year delta how old is sandy ryerson I mean, I guess it's a possibility he's been collecting since he was like one years old, but I just thought that was weird. Yeah, I I guess I didn't really do the math on that,
0: but yeah, he doesn't really seem 61, but, or seem
1: that old, 48, sorry, 48.
0: (laughs) Can you hear me now? I literally didn't change, I didn't touch anything.
1: That's weird. Yeah, you were silent
0: were silenced I I was silenced
1: they don't want us to talk about Sandy Ryerson's age apparently yep well technical difficulties notwithstanding I also wanted to talk about when he's inviting Sue to sit down and he says have a seat on the casting couch which of course in the wake of Harvey Weinstein just seems extra icky (laughs) yeah Sandy's a he's a queer guy I'll put it that way and his his is, of course he was accused of molesting a student, so that's icky. But basically, Sue has this idea where she wants Sandy Ryerson to become what the head of student activities or something, so that he can put well, on a the head of like cabaret something, yeah, something yeah. like that, so that he can become that person and create a musical adaptation of well, not a musical adaptation, it is a musical, a stage version of Cabaret. And cast Rachel so that she leaves the Glee Club. Because, of course, she's power and solo hungry. So, of course, she would she would do that. Of course she would. Um, but in order to do so, Sue needs to blackmail Figgins. Because, of course, Figgins <laughs> would not allow Sandy to work in the school again. And she does so by bringing up an old Mumbai air <laughs> video that he was in yes. about like stretching or something you know it was and, like a flight attendant safety video <laughs> yeah that literally no extra explanation they just show the video <laughs> and she's like "Now you wouldn't want me to show this to the students now would you it's like i don't think it was that embarrassing like how i don't security think so there? either beneath? but i mean with a, a high school
0: like anything that is even like slightly like weird you know you're just gonna get roasted for so i guess i understand why he was like sure sue do whatever the fuck you want you know
1: That's true. And I guess the kids in this school are particularly mean. McKinley's hard. McKinley's hardcore. (laughs) We would not have survived. No. So Sydney's back. Sydney. Sydney. Sandy. Jesus Christ. This is what happens when I do on my teeth. Sandy's back at the school and he makes a posting for Cabaret. It says audition with any Celine Dion song. (laughs) Rachel's like this is my moment. This is her moment. Because of course she would. So she auditions with uh, taking chances. Absolutely kills it, but like, I don't know if we could continue, uh, count it as a musical number because it's only a few bars. Honey, there were barely any musical numbers in this episode, so I think we have to count it. Well, clearly that means you picked it as one of your superlatives at the end. I didn't, but. Oh, um, okay. Actually, maybe I did. I'm going, okay. as, I'm thinking as we go. Anyway, only a few bars. She gets cast as Sally Bowles, and of course, she leaves the glee club and oh and we get to see tina perform tonight uh for rehearsal and loki i think she ate that except for the last note except for the last note was she not was good. she did she did well otherwise she did a great job with that but she's basically after she's done she says to will she's like you know what i'm not as good as rachel you should just cast her it's like girl a little more self-respect seriously I mean, she's not wrong
0: but and self-confidence
1: Yeah. Uh, So Mr. Shue has been tasked by Finn or is working with Finn to try and get more footballers to join the Glee club because of course they still need to raise that number to be able to qualify for sectionals and to do this, they've decided to try and adapt Kurt's idea of performing to single ladies to distract the other team because it's the least thing they would expect, which I still have questions about this. I know it's a TV show, but like, would this really be allowed? I feel like the ref or somebody would be like, what the hell is going on? This needs to cease immediately. Um, yeah, I mean, technically, as long as you don't cross whatever that one I don't know, football, whatever. You don't cross that
0: line of scrimmage. Is that it? Football fans, let me know. That sounds like Instagram a Quidditch comments. thing. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the line of scrimmage. Anyway, I'm pretty sure if you don't cross that, you can do whatever you want behind the line until the ball is, um, you know, hiked backwards. But I don't know.
1: I just, it does just seem a little, little odd to me. It is odd. And we get another racial line uh, where – mr shoes talking about like oh you gotta you gotta think like this you gotta act like this you know like basically how to have like swag when you're performing and puck says oh i get it we have to think more like amazonian black women where did that come from oh he did say that that's right yeah that was write that
0: down very out of pocket
1: it was so random that's why i was saying this episode is so racial for no reason jesus maybe i misunderstood that line but i definitely do remember hearing it (laughs) it was weird and also what's weird is we get a scene where quinn is sad because she's pregnant and it's raining so she runs out to her car in the rain and starts crying in her car and terry is just there in the passenger seat in her car um because she found out that of course quinn Fabre is pregnant and now she has this idea where oh maybe she'll be quote-unquote pregnant alongside Quinn and then just take her baby and pass it off as her own. Psycho. Yeah, but like jump scaring her in the car. How did she, like she know what car is hers? Yeah, I have lots of questions about that. It's um, very, very, strange, but we got another funny line when she's trying to urge Quinn to take certain vitamins and she's like, take these vitamins or your baby will be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she knew how to, get, how to hit her. She knows Quinn's about vanity or maybe not, but
0: she probably assumed given that she's a cheerleader she was vain so she's like sure why not i'll I'll, I'll entice her that way um i guess so i did think another somewhat unhinged quote was right before that when quinn and and, um puck were talking and quinn said to him i had sex with you because you got me drunk on wine coolers and i felt fat that day (laughs)
1: Like,
0: (laughs) seemed very out of pocket
1: again the lack of self-respect yes (laughs) So we move on to the football game, Kurt's first game, where they're going to try out this single ladies thing, except now all of a sudden that the game is here. Most of the boys are protesting. And it. I wrote down that the show's depiction of toxic masculinity and homophobia is really not subtle at all because puck is just like, we're going to look like a gay team of dancing gays. (laughs) It's like, okay, we get it. You're uncomfortable. It's 2009. You don't want to dance to single ladies out on the field in front of everybody. But like, let's just calm down and take a breath for a second. It's a little much. And especially since I got to say it, when they do end up performing it at Finn's urging, they kind of ate. Okay, here's the <laughs> thing. Did I write this down? Or did I mind bleeding it? Anyway,
0: if I didn't write it down, what I was thinking when I was watching that scene was, you know, all the football players that were like cast as extras without their helmets on were not the ones dancing underneath them them outfits and helmets during that dance sequence. Because the way they were oh, hitting them poses, not. those were some game uh, beneath, beneath those clothes. Uh,
1: okay, let it be known that you can hit poses that are coded as feminine and be straight but Nick also has a point <laughs> I do have a point <laughs> but they ate that like I was captivated by that by that dance they did a good job oh, word Finn, you you I saw it? him Mm-mm. not like not like romantically I just meant like they sure. did a good job whatever you say yeah uh-huh oh my god. They did a good job. They did a great job, actually. So they end up winning the game because Kurt kicks the football into the goal. I don't know how that works, but whatever they won. Woohoo, Kurt. We are back at his house, and he's doing a skincare routine as his dad comes downstairs. And I love the line. He says, nighttime skincare is a big part of my post game ritual. Oh my God. <laughs> and Where It's like, sure, Jan. <laughs> sure, Jan. And he decides to come out to his dad. And that's when Bert is like, oh, I've known since you were three. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but like, you know, you can't change it. So I support you, blah, blah, blah. I said, I still love uh, you. So I guess that was sweet. That was sweet. And I did write down, oh, turns out Bert isn't an idiot because of <laughs> course earlier in the episode, we thought he actually thought his son was straight. Um, but yeah, happy woo coming out moment. Yay. That's actually, yeah, I guess it was he's... kind of a big deal at the time, like in 2009 yeah. to have a earnest coming out moment on television. I mean, that was, that was cool. I yeah. remember being cool, and like not that you only
0: come out once, but like for the most part, he's like officially out. You know, like his glee friends know. I guess the football team knows. Ah, uh, his dad knows. So he needs
1: to come out to Finn. He keeps telling Finn he's sh- not gay. Okay, well, but Finn no, Finn knows. <laughs> but yes, he's Finn's an idiot. Finn's an idiot, though.
0: Finn said that dances are important to teen gays. Finn knows. Curtis I hasn't officially to see, told him. I don't know.
1: I You can't trust Finn's himbo-sexuality. You never know what's going through that man's head. Himbo-sexuality? What? Yep. Anyway, we wrap up the episode with the induction of some new Glee Club members. So Puckerman is officially joining Glee Club. Matt, the wordless one, he will literally not have a whole line this whole season and goes away in season two. And then, of course, I wrote Mike Chang has entered the chat. Mike Chang is now in Glee Club. I love Mike Chang. I love Harry Shum Jr. Welcome to the group. Finally, some more color up in this group. Ah! (laughs) He's so talented. He can dance. That Mike Chang. He really can. He's he's tall. We need better dancers in Glee Tall. drinking water. Excuse me. Hmm? Just Hmm? kidding. What was that? Okay. So that wraps up the episode. Let's discuss the best performance. What, in your opinion, what is the best performance of the episode? We have Slim Pickens. As you, I as really you know, do. we have two song performances. The Taking Chances one is incredibly short and we have two dance performances of the same number. <laughs> um.
0: Again, slim pickings, but I think my best was probably except for that last note was probably um tonight by Tina. I thought that she ate that. I loved how she finally like stepped into like the 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 solo lead role for that song. Um, and she didn't give in to Rachel. So I gotta give her props to that because Rachel could have, you know, walked all over and been like, bitch, not doing that. Give me the lead, give me the solo. But Tina said, you know what, fine, I'll try
1: it. So and she did very well interesting i wrote the mckinley high football team performance football team's performance of single ladies because i think they killed it choreography was on point that was my least favorite (gasps) or my worst musical
0: performance because i just thought it was stupid and um (gasps) i just did not enjoy watching that so
1: wow see differing opinions that's what america is all about
0: all right (laughs) let's not get carried away
1: (laughs) i actually wrote na for my worst performance because i don't think any of them were bad and i don't feel comfortable saying something's bad if it's not so okay well i thought that was bad so i put that as my worst and that's fine and i'm saying i don't think anything was bad enough for me to categorize it as worst so i wrote na that's great My first na of the of the season wow and speaking of NA's, honestly, I don't think there was a Will Schuster cringe hour at this I episode. was just thinking that. I mean, he was it wasn't really about him
0: and the scenes that he was were scenes that he was in were in. There you go. Um you got it. <laughs> it was just like kind of like okay, great, like that's it. So yeah, I didn't I had nothing he's for not that in a lot. If I had yeah, to pick he's... one moment, it would be when he called Terry baby at the during the Lamaze session um but that's about it oh he did
1: he did yeah well
0: not as bad as an as episode two but still pretty bad, no though.
1: that was horrible yeah okay who's your mvp You're you want me say me mine first this. yes mine's kind of surprising okay i wrote kurt oh because kurt had like a storyline in this episode and like i said i like how it was kind of subversive like they could have easily especially for 2009 they could have gone the whole like oh he's like a sissy and he can't do football thing but like the fact that he's actually like a great kicker and he still gets to like do his thing on the field to single ladies. I like that. And I think that was the MVP moment and he came out to his dad. Kurt's for sure. The MVP.
0: You think way more deeply about the show than I do. Um, But that
1: is, (laughs) I guess, yes, I'll
0: give Kurt his props. He did. The episode was all about him for the most part. And he did, he did get what he wanted, except for Finn. Um, But he got some one-on-one time with Finn, I suppose. So I guess that, that was good um but yes good job kurt happy for you but that's not gonna last i'll tell you that much um i took my mvp as the person that entertained me the most this episode and that interesting. was interesting just... aside from a little taco comment <laughs> the way she dragged will by calling, give it calling out his perm ken by calling him 40 and single and calling Emma Alma. <laughs> oh, this was me. Hmm. Making fun of her mel- mental illness. That was mean. <laughs> she called her by the wrong name so confidently. I just loved that little takedown while she was bragging about her little segment, Sue's Corner on the local news. Um, and then this the stupid pro-littering spiel <laughs> it was just really funny to me. It made no oh, sense, yeah. but she had very strong feelings about littering to, to you know make her tax dollars worth it. Um, so... And then at my other MVP. Um, you can't have two MVPs. If I had most other, valuable player. I don't care. So our My podcast too um, was oh Kurt's God. dad. I thought he was very supportive for the most part. Um, I didn't love the, I'm not totally in love love the idea part, but you know, he still said he still loves him. And he went to go see him at his fo- first football game. And he was happy that he kicked the goal that won the, the team, the game. So I thought that was very sweet.
1: Interesting. By the way, we forgot to, I'm pretty sure we forgot to note when we were talking about Sue's Corner that this is also the origin of the iconic and that's how Sue sees it. Yes, Holding a C up to the camera with my hand. Yes, that's great. If we both put up a C on each hand, it could form a heart. Well, not exactly. You'd have to arch your thumb down a little bit.
0: That's what I'm doing, but you're not working with me.
1: Anyway. If you just put the hands together, it would look like like a pill what who was your
0: who was your Uh, actually i'll go since you went first my lvp was kendra oh my god that's name oh um i (laughs) (laughs) i just thought like she if it weren't for kendra terry would not have gotten the idea probably wouldn't have gotten the idea to go and try and steal quinn's baby so i just thought that kendra is promoting the lie she's helping terry promote the lie and she's making her do it by any means necessary i don't think that's healthy so i just did not like kendra's behavior or her actions um this this episode so she's my lvp
1: i guess so also to be fair terry's not trying to steal quinn's baby she's trying to be in cahoots with quinn so okay. they could do a switcheroo well yeah not even a switcheroo a giveroo yes but still it's just she's she's gonna lie to her husband well she's gonna be found out sooner rather than later i yes. can't wait for that moment my l v p was Rachel Barry because i she's just being so annoying with this whole like complex about being the best and and just deserving all the solos like I are see you not just coming from
0: applauding her for that s- scene in the
1: ballet I've- studio. Don't get me wrong, I was not applauding her. I was saying that it was an interesting conversation because there is some there's some worth to what she's saying like she is the best like rachel and by extension leah michelle is really talented like her voice is stunning and a lot of my favorite numbers in the show's history are numbers where she has soloed because her voice is incredible so she is talent she does deserve to get solos but also she's being obnoxious if she thinks she's just going to get every solo to the end of time just because she's the best because will also has a point where like it's glee club like other people need mm-hmm. um time to shine and he also had a point when he said to her that if you just get to do everything then the morale is going to lack and that's not going to win them sectionals or any competition so she is the LVP because of all that business and she's disloyal because at the end of the episode she officially quote quit glee club for cabaret and she like Where is your honor? Because you literally were so shady in the pilot and falsely, question mark, reported Sandy Ryerson for (laughs) molesting a student just so that, because you were angry that he didn't give you a solo, ironically, and now you're working with him? Girl, the couth, it's missing. So she is the LVP this episode. And I think that's a firm foundation and reasoning as to why. No couth, none at all. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was annoyed how she just quit so easily um, at the end of the episode, and um, you just know it's going to be awkward. I forget. I'm sure you have a great memory of the show. I just, I'm interested to see the reception of the rest of the club when
1: she inevitably comes crawling back. So, oh, she'll be returning very soon. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I, I suppose that brings us to the end next week. We get our first actual celebrity cameo in a long line of Glee celebrity cameos and recurring spots oh. in episode five, The Road's Not Taken, featuring Kristen Chenoweth. Why did you ruin it? You let me ruin the opening scene of
0: next episode. I didn't remember who the celebrity oh. guest was. So, oh, thanks well, for ruining the surprise. How was I to know? Speak up. Did you not see my face? And when when you
1: said that I was like, oh, no. Hmm.
0: If the anyway. listeners saw my face, they would have gotten
1: it. But anyway, way, this is a Chris, podcast. Kristen Chenoweth is in the next episode. And I'm very excited about that because I remember her being great. Because, of course, she's also so talented. So she is. we'll be getting to that next week. Can't wait. Anyway, if you're not already following us, please do. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but you haven't followed us on Instagram. That's just silly. And we would also really appreciate it if you left us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So on Apple, you can just review it and it's there. And you can also type up a little thingy. So that's great. On Spotify, they're dumb. And a certain number of people have to give a star rating for it to even show up. And it's really invigorating to have that star rating available for all to see. So if you guys could just go on Spotify, leave us a star rating. I hope Mm -hmm. it's higher than three. That would be great. And we only need like 10 of you to do that. Please, it'd be wonderful. Or, you know, Google
0: Podcasts. I see have a few on there. Someone on their Chromecast, shout out to you. Thanks for putting us on your TV. But yes, everyone go review, go listen, go subscribe on uh, or follow on Instagram. Our TikTok, we'll talk about the TikTok, but don't worry about the TikTok
1: right <laughs> now. Follow our Instagram. Hey, at least, at least we got the TikTok reserved if we want to do more content in the future. Yes, The name yes. is reserved uh but yes if you don't go do those things the i was going to say the ghost of will schuster but that seems inappropriate considering how many irl people have died during oh my the God. show or from the show so the demon the demon spirit of will schuster is going to come haunt your dreams if you don't go rate us and follow us
0: if you want to go see that demon of will schuster go to our instagram page there's a picture of demon will schuster on our instagram so we've got That's a visual true.
1: will schuster like living his life in the flames of hell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all goodbye.
0: right. Let's talk to y'all next week.